Welcome to the Behavioral Healthcare Executive Podcast. I'm BHE Senior Editor Tom Valentino, and today I am joined by Josh Lannon, the founder and CEO of Warrior's Heart. Warrior's Heart, of course, is a private accredited treatment program for active duty military veterans, first responders, and EMTs and paramedics. They provide services for alcohol and drug addiction, PTSD, mild traumatic brain injuries, and other co-occurring issues. Josh, you've got a lot of good things happening with Warrior's Heart that I'd like to ask you about. But first, um, I'd like to hear a little bit about your background. And and first of all, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. And uh, man, I really appreciate it. Yeah. So a little bit of background, huh? Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm I'm familiar with Warriors Heart. We've written about your organization several times over the years, you know. But getting ready for our chat today, my interest was really peaked reading through your bio. Um, I was not aware you grew up in your family business operating nightclubs in Las Vegas, right? Uh, before uh-huh. you uh, kind of refocused your career and uh, got you on the path that got you to where you are now. Um, what what motivated that switch? And <laughs> and tell us about where where you were and and how you got to where you are. Kind of like that commercial. Not only am I a customer, but I'm also the president. Okay. <laughs> right? Sure. Uh, is that, uh, you know, uh, I, I grew up in the nightclub industry. Family, uh, father's side had nightclubs. He was good at it. Uh, we were the number one country club in Las Vegas and put uh, about 1,500 people through the door. So it was fun. It was exciting. It was, I was in my 20s. I met my wife, Lisa, there. And uh, she'd come in and do line dancing. And, uh, it was cool. I mean, we were, we were good at it. Um, but as one thing led to another, I'm naturally introverted person. Um, the drinking for a while worked for me, get out of my shell, socialize. And then there's a point where it stopped working, but I didn't know how to turn it off. So addiction grabbed a hold of me. Uh, my life took a pretty bad spiral and that was the game that my wife and I played for a number of years up and down and up and down. And finally to a point where she said, I'm done. Uh, she was working for Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. So she came home in uniform, badge on, gun on her hip. And she said, and I was been out about a three-day bender partying, mm. laying on the couch. And she comes home and I looked up at her. What I saw was the woman that I fell in love with. And this is the first time in years that I saw it in her eyes because she had lost herself to my addiction too. And she said the words that changed my life. She goes, Josh, either you go to rehab tonight or I'm going to divorce you. And I swear she had her hand on her gun and she's going to shoot me. And rightfully so. She probably should have. Uh, but uh, my way wasn't working. And I said, you bet. I, I'm in. Because I, I don't know what else to do. I, I know I'm going to die. So I went through a recovery program. And that's what really started my journey uh, in personal development, sobriety. Because uh, I didn't know anything about that prior to it. And uh, coming out, I knew I couldn't work back in the nightclubs again. Uh, so my uh, friend and sponsor, he owns treatment centers. He said, look, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll mention you in this process. So that's how I got in the field. Uh, we built our first treatment center in 2002, uh, Journey Healing Centers. And we really built it from the end user's point of view. What is it like to walk through that front door? What is the family going through? What you know, not from an academic. We hired the academics and we, we had a collective team of book smart, street smart and put it together and created a very comprehensive program. Built that for a number of years, uh, ended up with six locations in Utah and Arizona uh, from in uh, residential to outpatient to uh, sober living. Sold that to Elements Behavioral Health in 2013 
uh, and exited the company. Why did we sell? Never sold a large company like that before. Uh, so it was one of those things, could we pull it off? Uh, and we did it, um, but it also left me a feeling of uh, I was incomplete. Like I was, I was in the recovery field for a reason. I have a strong mission. I have a strong why. Now we have some resources. What are we supposed to do? I'm not just going to sit on the beach and retire in my 40s. Like there's more to life than this. And at that time, I was doing some uh, military type of trainings. Uh, and that's where I met uh, our current partner, Tom Spooner. Uh, he's a uh, former Delta um, operator, did, you know, uh, geez, I don't know how many tours, um, like eight tours, 40 months in combat, just a phenomenal human being. Uh, and uh, he was, we were, we were at a training and he was telling me about that there's 22 veterans that commit suicide per day. And those numbers shocked me because I didn't know about that problem. So we started talking and then a friendship uh, was developing. And I said, well, I know the behavior health side. You have the military side. My wife is on the police side of it. What if we come together and we form a partnership and we treat our warriors with dignity and respect, uh, treating warriors the warrior's way, not have a track, not, you know, have a hundred bed facility with a track that, that treats first responders, but the whole facility dedicated to the warrior class. And we built Warrior's Heart in 2015. Uh, yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about some of the, the differences in what your your treatment with Warrior's Heart, um, how it differs. What are some of the differentiators um, versus programs that would treat the, the general population? Um, you, you mentioned the Warrior's Way. You know, what, what looks different? How, how do things operate a little differently there? Yes, yeah, so as soon as they walk in, we welcome them home. Um, and what they see in the environment is that this was built by fellow warriors. From the art on the wall to we have a canine program, we have a metal shop, we have a wood shop. Um, we Our electives are built around that warrior. Um, uh, our programs really, not only substance abuse, but we dive deep into the PTSD, the trauma, survivor's guilt. Because what's killing them first, the addiction or the PTSD? I don't know, but we're going to treat them both. Mm. Um, so we really come at it from a dual perspective, uh, as well as they're in a peer environment. So they're uh, among fellow warriors, fellow uh, from active military to veterans to first responders, not a mixed population. So you don't have a, let's say, a kid, and there's nothing wrong with it, just a different environment. A kid in his 20s that's still at home, stealing his mom's Oxycontin, that uh, is uh, still living on the couch. These are individuals that have served or are serving our great nation. Uh, and it's just, it's a, it's a different context. And they feel safe in that secure environment with their peers. Yeah, I was going to say, there there is kind of that um, shared experience of, you know, these high-intensity situations, whereas it, it, you can have folks who served overseas for the armed forces, you know, in recovery together with individuals who, you know, are, are working in law enforcement here. Mm -hmm. um, so those are different jobs. Those are different experiences. But I, I think they, the folks that are in those different roles have that level of camaraderie. And the difference is they're volunteers. They've yeah. all signed up for it. And that is a big difference with PTSD of someone that's volunteered to serve versus someone that's a victim of it. Uh, it it's a very different um context. Absolutely. So 
Warrior's Heart has grown over these uh, past five years or so. I, I think you were at 40 beds at the outset, and, and the number mm-hmm. I saw now is up to 112. Walk us through that growth process. What guided your decision-making on expansion? What kind of hurdles have you faced along the way? Um, you know, Just from the business side of things, what does that whole process look like? And startups are hard. I mean, we were fully immersed 24-7. Uh, I even lived on site. We have a 543-acre ranch that Warrior Heart sits on. So there was a, a house there on site that, uh, that I actually lived on for the first couple of years, just getting it up and running. And we jumped through all the hoops of uh, licensing, joint accreditation, got our TRICARE certification, uh, became in-network with a number of VAs, commercial insurance. So we got all the pedigrees uh, and uh, strong relationships with the payers. And um, the, the results were because of how we treat our warriors, we love them, um, that the word of mouth started to spread like crazy. Um, and we just, we've been full and we have been full uh, for, I mean, all through the pandemic. Um, and we continue to hold a waiting list of uh, a number of months. So just by uh, mere demand, we have to expand. Otherwise, we know we'll lose our warriors that are on the waiting list, and we don't want, we don't want to lose any more of them. Was that impacted a lot by the pandemic over the past year? How were your your operations uh, affected by that? And have there yeah. been changes you've made over the last year that you see being, uh, you know, having some long term potential? Great question, because no one at the beginning really knew what was coming towards us. We could see the wave. How bad is this virus? Um, so at first it was, you know, Hey, let, we have to manage this, but what's going to kill our warriors first? Is it PTSD? Is it addiction or is it the virus? Well, we can manage the virus. So we, we decided to stay in the fight. We're going to stay open. We're not going to close down. And how we did that is we armed ourselves with tools. We reached out to our community and we got a rapid PCR machine, COVID machine. So we tested all of our warriors as soon as they come on site. We tested our staff. Um, it took us a little while to get there because prior to that is we test, we wait for five days. Everyone's freaking out. Who has it? Who doesn't? So like, we're not going to play that anymore. We're going to invest into our own tools so we can battle on the front line with it just like a first responder would. Hmm. Okay. So that was a game changer for us to have our own rapid PCR uh, machine. We also dedicated one of our units to COVID because we did have COVID breach our walls and we would um, uh, move the clients over to there and we would do all telecounseling in those units. We would bring the food with them. We'd go in our, our uh, PPE and we'd still provide care. It wasn't like, no, you're discharged, go home. It's like, how can we make this work? And we, we figured it out with that first responder uh, mindset. It's fantastic. Warriors Heart just opened a sober living property. This is a remodeled former motel. Did you have any sort of sober living facilities previously, or was this um, a new venture uh, to complement some of your other existing offerings? No, we, we've had in our former model with Journey um, from residential, outpatient, um, sober living. So we've done the same thing here. That way we have the full curriculum of care. Um uh, with Warriors Heart, we have detox, residential, PHP, outpatient, and sober living. Um, so we do have that full spectrum. Uh, with the Warriors Heart Lodge that we just opened, we had a grand opening on Saturday. We had 350 people show up 
unbelievable. I mean, yeah. think about it for a rehab center, you know, for a sober living. But that's one thing that's so unique about treating this population is that the community, especially in a small town Bandera, they embrace who we are, who we serve and what we do. Uh, and the support is uh, is overwhelming. So, yeah, we, we've opened it up. Um, we're almost full there as well and um, kicking ass. I'm really glad you mentioned the community response because, you know, when we talk sober living homes from time to time, <laughs> we hear about community pushback that, you know, not in my backyard, that NIMBY mm -hmm. mentality. Um, is that anything that you um, were up against at all? Did, did you get any sort of pushback like that at, um, when you decided to, you know, remodel this this property? At Journey, we definitely did. Mm -hmm. Prior company, because you're, you're right, is I identify there's a problem but I don't want you to fix it in my backyard. Right. You know, so there's sometimes the community will pitchforks and get out of here and then they can get pretty nasty because of the population we're serving. And we're in Texas, pro military, pro police state. We have incredible support. Now you always have a few outliers that don't understand what we do or don't like it. And that's okay. But the majority of the people in the community here uh, have overwhelming support of what we do. And it makes our job a lot easier. So that, that 350 that showed up over the weekend, <laughs> they were supporters, not uh, an angry mob. Yeah, they're wearing our shirts and everything. It's, it's pretty cool. Good. So when you're re repurposing this type of property, obviously this is more than just a fresh coat of paint on the walls and some new carpet. What, uh, what kind of things did you have to change to get this ready um, for what you wanted to do with it? Yeah, because it was a hotel, a restaurant, and a bar. So oh, we, stri okay. we stripped the bar out, turned that into a group room, okay. totally, totally gutted the kitchen, updated the kitchen, um, updated all the rooms. Uh, we, we put a lot of money into it. Why? Because they deserve it. Good, good. So what, uh, what, what else is on the horizon for Warriors? Are? What else should we know about? You know, good question. So we've, we've proofed out the formula. It works. Uh, we've been in, my wife and I have been in the game for almost 20 years. Well, 19 years, um, we have a formula with Warriors Heart that works. We're ready to expand. Um, but I mean, we are. We're looking for investors that are mission-driven as well. Uh, this is a great industry. It's, it's mission-driven. Uh, we can do a lot of good. Um, and uh, I think we're ready to go. We've had multiple locations before. Uh, it's just with the right backing and the right team, we can have Warriors Hearts all across the U.S. That's what I was going to say. You're looking to go um, across state lines, get into yeah. some other parts of the country as well. Yeah, just quality care is so important to us. We want to make sure we don't lose that. Can you walk me through a little bit your philosophy? As you know, you, you mentioned looking for investors uh, to partner with on this. Um, that that can be a, a a tricky process finding the right fit. Um, what are your keys uh, as you move forward uh, on that front? The biggest one is mission driven. If they're in it just for the money, that's an addiction. And, you know, we look at things like I've seen people like, well, those addicts, those people, it's like, Hey man, we're all addicted to something, Sure. you know, and, uh, I don't want money to control me. I want a mission. Uh, I want to be on a team. I want to have my life to have purpose and make good money doing it too. Like that is a uh, byproduct of doing the right thing. So with the investor having that right frame of mind, maybe there's a, a military connection or a police connection, family, like they understand what it's like to have uh, loved ones on the front line and they want to help uh, and do good and, and uh, um, be part of this, then that's what we're looking for. 
Awesome. Josh, you've uh, had a lot of great things happening here uh, over these five years so far with uh, Warrior's Heart. Um, thanks for joining us, and uh, here's to uh, many more years of uh, success moving forward. I appreciate it, and thanks for doing the podcast. I, I love what you're doing, and uh, it's important work, too. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. All right, that's uh, that's Josh Landon, the uh, founder and CEO of Warrior's Heart. That's going to do it for us. As a reminder, you could subscribe to the BHE podcast on Apple Podcasts, and I believe we are also on TuneIn and some other podcast listening platforms as well. Our thanks again to Josh Lannon. I'm BHE Senior Editor Tom Valentino, and this has been the Behavioral Healthcare Executive Podcast. Yeah.